and I thought it would be really interesting to come up with a concept of selecting eight songs, and I'll tell you why I picked eight, which is kind of a random number, but like it's picking eight songs that if somebody was, you know, frozen for the past 30 some odd years and woke up and is a music fan, but has never heard a Bruce Springsteen song in their entire life. And I have eight songs to convert them into being a fan. Um, what songs would I pick? everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and all, mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me is a five-time guest. We just did the math, and how appropriate, as September was my fifth anniversary, that Dr. Scott is joining me for the fifth time Scott, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing so well, and thank you so much for having me. And a big, gigantic congratulations on five wonderful years. And um, I'm going to speak for all of your fans and your audience. Um, I just, just wanted to just thank you so much for, you know, putting this out there in the universe for us and, um, you know, really building a, a community for, for Bruce fans and for music fans and, um, you know, uh, keep, keep, keep on doing this because especially during these times, you know, we, we all need outlets like this. And I just, I, I really thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. And just, you know, again, congrats on five wonderful years. Thank you, uh, Dr. Scott. I, I always appreciate that. And, um, you know, um, just rec- I was as I name drop, uh, Ken Rosen did a nice article for Backstreets uh, about the podcast and their five years, and that's what he talked about. He said that the connection that the podcast helps is something, and and I've, you know, I've always said that I believe every Springsteen fan has a story and it's my job to capture as many of them on tape as possible but i do Mm -hmm. think that and just humbly speaking you know i do think this is about connections it's because um we love this man's music so much that we like hearing people talk about it and share about it um it's it's interesting um i also got a recent compliment uh Dr. Scott, um, a guy who listens to my Doctor Who podcast um, just picked up this one because Charles, who co-hosts the podcast with me, was on the show and he listened and then he listened again and he came back. He said, you know, Jesse, I think you do yourself a disservice. I'm like, well, what do you mean, Dave? He said, well, you don't do a Springsteen podcast. You do a podcast where you talk to people and it just so happens the host loves Springsteen. 
because you often talk about things besides Bruce Springsteen, and I said, well, that's one of the nicest compliments I've ever heard. So um, I, oh, I, I appreciate so that. Oh, so apropos, so true, yes. Yeah. yes. I, I, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, like even just thinking back on just some of our episodes, how we did, you know, Mount Rushmore uh, you yeah. know, bands and solo artists, and, you know, you'll often have people like myself talking your ear off about Billy Joel, and you did a wonderful podcast, uh, talking about Pearl Jam and yeah. you know it's so it, you're, you're right I, I it's um it's it's a it's a community of, of music fans and you know you just and 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 I also can tell the people that you select uh, for these episodes just seem like really good genuine you know uh, loving honest uh, people as well. So you have, a, you have a good vetting process for yeah. that. <laughs> well, thank you. I thank you. Um, yeah. So whenever um, – and I always like to call him uh, Dr. Scott. Uh, um, I guess we should give you – even though this is your fifth time, this may be someone's uh, first time hearing it. So um, Scott Cohen, tell a little bit about yourself. Um, so I um, – uh, moved from, I grew up in uh, New Jersey, uh, shockingly, right? Um, <laughs> and um, so uh, East Coaster uh, went to get my doctorate in psychology um, in the San Francisco Bay Area, lived in San Diego for 15 years, uh, and a year ago moved back to Florida. And so um, uh, we adjusted uh, really, really well. Um, and um, just a music is my life. I, uh, in addition to, uh, you know, my, my, my day job, I'm also a musician and a singer songwriter. And it's been very, very therapeutic. Um, uh, writing music and writing songs during uh, the pandemic and during this time, that's been a really great outlet for me. Um, I'm a big uh, pop culture uh, fan, not just music, but also film and TV and art and literature. Um, and uh, there's this guy named Mr. Bruce Springsteen that I'm a pretty big fan of. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so anyway, so Dr. Scott and I are exchanging emails like, hey, would you want to be on the show? Oh, absolutely, Jesse, anytime. What do we want to talk about? And he and I usually go back and forth a couple of topics, and I'll, you know, he'll suggest something, and I'll go, well, maybe, and then I'll suggest something, and he'll go, maybe. But um, Scott sent me an email and said, how about Rip Van Springsteen? And uh, if you've ever had a dog where um, an unexpected noise comes up and his, your, your, the, the dog's face cocks his head and looks at the noise. That's what happened to me. So um, explain the concept of what you – what we're going to talk about tonight. So, you know, I'm trying to always kind of come up with, I guess, uh, you know, uh, humbly, <laughs> with humility, I, I say just some real fun uh, topics to talk about when it, when it comes to Bruce. Um, 
You know, I, I, I loved, you know, uh, the podcast we did where, you know, we picked our 25 uh, songs in order that we'd like to see them perform live. We did our Mount Rushmore. You know, we've had some really, I think, you know, interesting kind of creative ideas. And, you know, I thought of this concept of not doing a ranking list in terms of like, you know, my top 10 favorite songs, um, or top 10 songs I haven't seen live yet, try to put a little bit of a spin on it. And I thought it'd be really interesting to come up with a concept of selecting eight songs. And I'll tell you why I picked eight, which is kind of a random number, but like picking eight songs that if somebody was, you know, frozen for the past 30 some odd years, and woke up and is a music fan, but has never heard a Bruce Springsteen song in their entire life. And I have eight songs to convert them into being a fan. Um, what songs would I pick? So that was, that was the concept. The reason very simply why I picked eight, which again, kind of sounds like a random number is I had a very uh, fortunate, um, grateful um, uh, experience of, you know, thanks to Backstreets, of um, being on the stage during his Storytellers uh, uh, performance. Um, and especially when he's at the piano, you can like literally see a younger Dr. Scott <laughs> behind him. Um, grinning like the Joker the entire show. Um, and he just so happened to pick, you know, play eight songs that night. So I figured, you know, let, I don't want to do five. I don't want to do 10. Let me pick a random number like that. Um, so that's how I came up with eight in case you're wondering why. Like why okay. he Oh, that's songs. great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we're going to talk about this. You're going to go through the songs. Um, I had done something similar uh, a couple of years ago, maybe longer than that now, but I was looking a way to promote the show and to kind of do some cross-promotional, and I reached out to other podcasters, and I said, you know, if you want to join me, you can promote your podcast. And they said, well, I'm not a real big Springsteen fan. I'm like, oh, that's okay. And like, well, I just don't know what I talk about. And so I suggested a couple of them. I said, well, why don't I send you 10 Springsteen songs that you've probably never heard of and listen to them, and then you come back in and talk about them. And so we did that for probably a half dozen episodes. Um, so, like, I did not pick Thunder Road, Born to Run, um, a song that just, if you know music at all, have probably mm -hmm. heard, right? Um but you have a little different concept. In other words, this is someone they they have never heard. They have never heard a Springsteen song. They don't even know who he is. And so no idea who he is. Yeah. So you're <laughs> you know you're sitting down, you know, at, at in front of a a um, a wonderful sound system. You've given them the beverage of choice, and then go. Let me teach you about the boss. So. Um, do you are you doing? Do you want to do these in what in chronological order of how you would play them for our Mr. Rip Van Springsteen? 
Mr. Rip Van Swinson. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's interesting. Um, the, I found no reason to, to, I guess, to not do this, but it just so happens that the songs kind of fall into chronological order by album. Um, so yeah, there, there, there is an order to it. Um, so we could, uh, why don't we start at number one and work our way down. Okay. And um, when you say one, this is not, this would be your first choice that you would play them first. Not necessarily, you aren't ranking these, you're just in order of how you're doing that. Correct. So okay. this would be right. like if I made a mix tape uh, for somebody, like this would, so the first song would be the first song that I would play Got out it. of the gate. For the okay. Person. I yeah, am, yeah, yeah. I am dying to hear which one would you, what you would start with. <laughs> Um, Thunder Road. Um, so w w when I when I first approached this list, I knew this would be my leadoff hitter. Um, one of my favorite memories the night, as I mentioned before, that I was fortunate to sit literally arms length behind him when he sat at the piano uh, on VH1 Storytellers when he we played this song and then spent, you know, 10 minutes discussing every line of the song and paraphrasing here, but, you know, he talked about the song and, and in many ways how this is an invitation uh, to his audience, uh, um, not knowing if he was going to have an audience <laughs> at the time, um, as, as we know from the, uh, his his history and kind of having one last shot on Columbia to, to make this work. But this is, you know, I think it's, you know, it, it leads off the album. It's an invitation into, you know, a, a long, beautiful journey that thankfully for us fans is still going very strong, AKA uh, letter to you, <laughs> which is yeah. out right around my birthday, uh, end of October. Um, and also has a very, very special meaning for, for me as Bruce played this. Um, he actually opened with this song, the full E Street Band treatment. So unlike he's done a bunch of times where he'll start the show or end the show just by himself and maybe Roy sometimes uh, he'll bring on stage. I got the like the full blown E Street Band uh, version of this on April eighth, two thousand eight, on the Magic Tour in Anaheim. And Jesse, I've never in my life any concert I've ever been to, I've never heard a crowd react to a opening song at, at a concert before. Like literally, uh, the arena was shaking. Um, and um, that's that's in my leadoff spot, Thunder Road. I, I don't think anyone is going to question that. I think um, if if it is not his greatest song, it's in the discussion, um, right? It is, um, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that is a great choice. Um, if that doesn't get our listener's attention, um, I don't know what would. All right, so next. Okay. Um, pretty popular song called Born to Run in the number two hole. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna play them as you said before. You know, in the discussion of you know the, one of the best songs he's ever written, one could also argue that this is obviously in the discussion as well. What I've always said about Born to Run, I mean, I, I can keep this very brief because it's it, it's Born to Run, but in terms of like kind of blowing someone out of the water, I've always said that Born to Run, in my opinion, is a perfect rock and roll song, and you know, to this day one of a handful of songs that is still played at every single show that he does. And Jesse, I also thought that, you know, you know, and, and believe that if you were to ask somebody who doesn't like Bruce or is indifferent to Bruce, or I think it'd be hard pressed to find someone who wouldn't agree just how perfectly crafted this song is. And, you know, even though we've heard it a million times, Again, for the purpose of this exercise, you know, our 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 listeners never heard this song before, and it's just it's uh, a little slice of heaven. This song. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I think you you absolutely have to have those two songs and and um, perfect, perfect. All right, uh, I, I I'm now curious. Um, who's number three? You've got the, you've kind of gone through, you know, your your hitters pretty strong. Right, I, I, I could stop right now. Yeah, you could. <laughs> um, so I'm sure, I'm sure, like you, I'm gonna make an assumption here, being a uh, gigantic music fan that you are, that not only with Bruce, but I'm sure with other artists that you love and bands that you love, that there's certain moments in time where you remember where you were when you heard a song that, like, you know, changed you in a lot of ways. Um, how you look at the world. Uh, uh, and to, to me, I had this real, like, uh, the best way I can explain it, it sounds like an out-of-body experience. Um, I was I was actually heading south on Route 9. Um, and I'll never forget, so I was with my dad. I'm probably 13 years old at Marlboro Plaza, and we went to play pool. Um, and you know, we're playing pool, and there's FM radio on, and, you know, this song comes on and my dad says, like, have you ever heard this before? And I, I couldn't even talk. I like I stopped playing. I just took it all in. Um, and the song is Jungle Land. Um, I feel the song, you know, is so epic. And in my opinion, you know, there's just so much going on in this song. I think Clarence's solo on this song is the greatest saxophone solo that I've ever heard in any rock and roll song ever. Um, I also wanted to capture after Thunder Road and Born to Run and kind of knocking someone, you know, in that way. I think especially earlier in his career, um, he's, he's revisited a, a little bit with, you know, a song like Outlaw Pete and maybe the title track from Western Stars to a degree. Um, but, you know, 
Bruce had a writing style, and st again, still does to a certain extent, where he's basically creating like these mini operas. Um, Jungle Land to me could be a Broadway show uh, with such vivid characters. Um, I think the ending of the song, especially when you know we go from Clarence's solo to Roy's piano to um, you know that that what I think I read an article one time where Bruce said you know the ending of Jungle Land um, beneath the city two hearts beat till the uh, till the end of the song. I, I've, I read that he wrote, uh, maybe it was in his biography, that it's the single greatest thing he thinks he's ever written, that part of the song. Um, you know, I wanted to capture, I was thinking of, you know, incidents, I was thinking of New York City Serenade, I was just, you know, those sweeping, epic, operatic uh, things, and it, it, it just, it, it moved me so much that I couldn't not include Jungle Land on the list. I totally get it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, who's batting cleanup? Okay. Okay, so that's it from, that's it from the Born to Run album. It's, it's like, I, I, I could just, you know, what's, what I just thought of right now is the Born to Run album is only eight songs. Like, I could just have said, Jesse, this is going to be a five-minute podcast, so we're just going to do, just do the Born to Run album. <laughs> um, okay, so this was a, this was a tough call. I, I felt that, you know, not an obligation, but uh, a, a pleasure. I, I needed to include something from the Darkness album. And, you know, what do you include from the Darkness album? Um, more of a concept album than Born to Run, um, in my opinion, and I think on Darkness, the, you know, obviously the epic follow-up to the Born to Run album, um, from a catchy melody to the three back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back guitar, saxophone, harmonica solos, um, it's one of those songs I never, ever get tired of listening to. And I think lyrically, um, as Bruce discussed in his Broadway show, he started to expand his songwriting thematically into looking at, you know, bigger picture themes and looking at, you know, the world um, uh, and, and um, what other people are going through. Um, and that would be uh, The Promised Land, at number four in the Queen of Pole. Very nice. Um, and for the first time, we have a hit. Um, I, um, picked Promised Land when I was doing a newbie episode. Uh, it is Rolling Stone's, uh, ranking of top Springsteen songs. It's number 10. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and for nothing other reason, you just want to have, right, I'm not a boy, I'm a man, and I believe in a promised land, mm. right? Yeah, it's just yeah. that, yeah, absolutely. Great, great choice. Okay, next. Yeah. And one of those songs that's like, would be like on my best and favorite list. Yes. Right? So like a, yeah. a, a crossover there. Um, okay, number five. Um, I felt, again, after, after those, number five, I felt I had to capture 
uh, one thing I tried to do was kind of capture different sounds uh, to really represent how eclectic Bruce is, as opposed to, um, you know, because I, I think he's gone through a lot of phases. Um, I think that one of the, you know, one of the things I love so much about his artistry is, you know, you can listen to one album and then you can listen to another. And although it still has that Bruce feel, um, I don't think a lot of people can pull off the diversity uh, within his album. Um, so I thought I had to capture a song from the hit making machine album that is born in the USA. Sure. And it was very, very challenging because there are a lot of, obviously a lot of options. And if I had a team at one track for someone who's never heard Bruce before, I picked Dancing in the Dark. Um, and um, so that's where I could have went with Glory Days with that opening guitar riff. I could have went with the Born in the USA. I could have went with No Surrender. Um, yeah. But I, I, I feel like it's a staple in the encores. And, you know, I, 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 I've never heard someone say, they don't like the song. They might not like the, the lip syncing in, in, in the music video, but I just, I mean, so that's, that's where I went for number five. Good. I gotta like that. All right. Well, what's number six? Number six. Um, so I picked Brilliant Disguise at number six. Ooh, nice um, that one. I, I remember borrowing and, and this is, so this is an, this is in 90, 94, 1995, where I was not a major Bruce fan at that point. Um, I remember borrowing his greatest hit CD from a friend of mine my freshman year of college. I remember just playing this song over and over again. Um, what I really, really grown with this song and really appreciate is that it's, Kind of from like he started writing more love songs, obviously around that time in the Tunnel of Love um, uh, era, those late '80s uh, to early '90s stretch where he was doing a lot more solo stuff. And I just I love the fact that it's not your typical love song lyrically, and just one of those songs from that era that has I think organically aged extremely well. Um, and I also really find it very fascinating how I think the meaning of the song has also evolved and, you know, it's become really a staple that he and Patty performs now together. And in my humble opinion, I think it's the best song he wrote from that, you know, 1988 to that early 90s stretch. So Brilliant Disguise is my number six. I, you know, I love that. I, I, that's a great choice, um, and it will give them a little different flavor. All right, what's next? Okay. So I wanted to pick a song that really highlights solo acoustic, raw, gutsy Bruce. Um, gutsy in terms of, like, you can feel, like, his soul coming out of the song. And, you know, this, uh, again, this listener uh, who I'm, <laughs> I'm playing these songs for, um, maybe they are a little uh, bit of a country fan. or And um, I didn't want to be, uh, you know, so overt, but 
I feel like um, my next selection has a kind of a bit of a country-ish vibe to it, uh, kind of, which is a theme that weaves in and out I, I, in his catalog. I picked the song Long Time Coming. Ooh, and, yeah, nice. And um, I think has a very, very catchy melody, yes. um, which sometimes for me is lacking from other acoustic projects he's done. Um, I love the lyrics, um, and I believe it's a song that any parent can relate to, and I think yes. any child can relate to. Um, I, I love that. I, I love that as, as a cherry on top, you, you get a rare F-bomb thrown in as well. I was thinking um, that reason too, yes. <laughs> um, and then I'll just say, like, you know, I guess um, <laughs> as a psychologist, I've actually used um, – this uh, the incredible lyric uh many many times with my clients over the years when i'm working with someone and both parents and children and 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 teaching them and educating them how to properly i guess for lack of a better term individuate from their parents and parents being able to individuate from their children and kind of avoid codependency i think that's a line if I had one wish for you in this godforsaken world, kid, it'd be that your mistakes would be your own, that your sins would be your own. And um, I just got the chill saying that. So um, I think it's one of the best lyrics he's ever written. And I literally, you know, and, uh, you know, I always quote them, so I'm not stealing, but um, yeah. I use that line in my work. Um, I think... We could do a whole episode on just that line. Um, mm-hmm. I often think of that when I'm working with Chris, and you know your children are going to stumble, and they're going to make mistakes. But as a parent, you're doing everything you can to teach them and warn them and guide them to I messed this up when I was 16. I messed this up when I was 25. I messed this up when I was 35. Um, Let me post a warning light here and don't make this mistake. You're going to make others but if I can give you a warning so I, I absolutely I agree. It is a wonderful song and um, and it also gives, you know, it shows him as a parent. It shows him as growing as an artist. So absolutely a, a great, great. All right, you're at number eight. So what's your what? Who's my, who's, my number eight? Yeah, it's who's gonna who's gonna close the show? All right. Well, this is one of those hit me like a freight train moments and. This is when my obsession began uh, with Bruce, and it was in 2000 on HBO watching that concert from MSG. Um, And to me, is the best representation of what would be a resurrection of his rock and roll career. Um, And I think it perfectly captures what, I guess a lot of fans like us would would 
labeled kind of the new E Street sound and really was the beginning of a new journey and a new phase of his career that, you know, thankfully is still going strong. And that would be the epic uh, Land of Hope and Dreams. It, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. That was on my list, too. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it is. Um, you know I'm not going to give people um, who are listening to from my podcast and not include Land of Hope and Dreams. Um, just so you know, number 23 on Rolling Stone's list of his 100 greatest songs. Um, I, I got to tell you, if you start out with Thunder Road, Born to Run, Jungle Land, you move on to Promised Land, Dancing in the Dark, Brilliant Disguise, Long Time Coming, Land of Hope and Dreams, um, that'd be a pretty good set list. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I think you. that's I think that's nice, and I do think it gives him uh, this uh, flavor. Um, just for fun, um, so when I'm doing this newbie episodes, I'm like, okay, I want to give them a feeling of some of the songs maybe they hadn't heard. So um, I started out with Rosalita, come out tonight. Um, then went to Promised Land. Then went to Badlands, um, then out in the street, so kind of gave him some, you know, kind of peppy songs to hear, then threw in Highway Patrolman as a change of pace so they could feel a little bit of Nebraska. Um, Mm -hmm. Then, of course, Better Days, because that's my other favorite song. Um, Picked Into the Fire because I wanted something off the rising that they could hear then uh girls in their summer clothes because that's so unlike bruce um jack of all trades and, and, a, a, and a homage to your uh, other hero yes, Mr. Brian Wilson. yes. <laughs> um jack of all trades and then land of hope and dreams so um uh, Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah, and and kind of a diverse thing, I, but this is great. I and I do think that that is, um, you know that that is your ch- eight choices are really good. It's a set list. It would be a great, um, you know, as you said, a mixed CD, and then I think it would leave him or her to go. Well, I want to hear more. What else can I do, which is what you would want to do if you were out being kind of an evangelist for Bruce. So well done. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And just to let you know, one, two, three, four, five, about six or so. Oh, please share. Yeah. Honorable mentions that I was really, really debating. Some I literally made the call like this morning. Um, Okay. uh, um, So – um, and some, some, couple, couple, I think two or three of them were on your list. So, um, it was either going to be a uh, long time coming or growing up. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> was, I like that one. Yeah. These are like Sophie's choice moments. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was either going to be, uh, uh, the promised land or bad lands. <laughs> um, at one point I had, um, out in the street as a major, major uh, thing I was battling with. Um, I mentioned Glory Days before. 
Um, from Nebraska, I had Atlantic City as yes. a potential option. And and what was really, really hard to keep off the list for me, because I did want to put uh, a song from The Rising. Um, I was very, very close. Um, uh, Into the Fire is a great call by you. I had an honorable mention of uh, My City of Ruins. Ooh, um, yes. There as well. Yeah. So that's, that's the list. I, I love your list also. And I also think it's amazing how when you look at songs like Out in the Street and Badlands and that, you know, you were play, trying to play or capture songs for somebody that, you know, like may not, you were trying to like basically play songs that like they may not have ever heard before. Isn't it amazing how like, there's people walking around who like have never heard Badlands or Out on yes. the Street or The Promised yeah. Land. Yes. I mean, for it, anybody else, like that would by far be the best song they ever wrote. You know? Yeah, I, I, that is such a great point, right? And um, and yeah. and when I did this, I said, now if I give you a song you've already heard, you know, you're familiar with, let me know. And by far, that didn't happen. You know, these truly were. They know. Uh, you know, they know Born to Run, they, they, they probably have heard The River and Hungry Heart, you know, but, mm -hmm. and, and it's just, it is, and we've talked about this before, Dr. Scott, that, um, when we did our, okay, let's pick our 25 songs we want to hear him perform, mm -hmm. we had to leave songs off, right? It is, it is so, it is a mixed blessing that you and I can go to a show, and I'm speaking for every Springsteen fan, he can play four hours, and you'll go, that was great, I loved it, here are five songs I wish he would have played, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, uh, even even uh, much more than five, right? I, and 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 we've also, I mean, such a great point, and we've also talked about just, you know, how, I mean, to me, like, Jungle Land is like, uh, to Billy Joel, what, like, a scene from an Italian restaurant is. But the the difference is, like, every Billy Joel show you'll ever go to, he'll play scenes from an Italian restaurant, which is like, yes. you know, seven, eight-minute song. Um, but to put it in perspective, I've only heard Jungle Land one time. And shockingly, what came to mind when you were reading your list is, I've never, I've never seen him perform Rosalita, which is also amazing to me. That is right, kind of weird, is, weird, right? It's, it's, it's so, it's, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's just very, very weird. So, like a song like Rosalita, which he's played a million times, is now like kind of become like my bucket list song. Right? <laughs> it's very, very weird. And yes, like, um, I guess. Only the good die young may be comparable to dancing in the dark, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, you could also say yeah. it's comparable to glory days. And mm -hmm. I've only heard glory days. I think I've seen him 16 times. I think I've only seen it twice. Maybe yeah, I think I've once. only seen it once or twice. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the same for me. I think the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you go, how 
and and I know hard hardcore fans are going, well, I don't want to hear that. But I'm saying when you know I go back to the story when I was in Houston, and this lady after the show was, you know, he didn't play Born in the USA. That's his biggest hit. And I, I didn't want to argue with her, but I was like, yeah, well, you know, the truth is um, he doesn't do it that often. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard Glory Days twice. I just went to my yeah. boss time to look it up. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. that's, you know, I've only heard Cover Me twice. Uh, you know, that, so, you know, you think that songs off Born in the USA – we would go, okay, you know, we're going to get a big chunk of that. You know, he's right. going to play that a lot. Um, but no. Um, and I think that's because of his catalog, that you have so many. He has so many to choose from and so many he wants to hear that, um, I, I, you know, I think it's amazing. I, I think that's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. This was fun. This was great. Great oh, choices. So much I appreciate fun. it. Yes. So much Our, fun. I, I can't let you go till you tell me um, how did you feel when you know the noise starts going? There's going to be a new album. Going to be a new album. Oh, look any day we're going to have it. We're going to have it. And then we did, and we got the release of the new single. Um, tell me what you were thinking and what do you think of it. Well, I, I uh, um, read a – I'm trying to remember if it was on Backstreets or uh, Rolling Stone, but where uh, 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 Niels Lofgren said that, um, like, you know, it was kind of a teaser, but basically <laughs> that – I don't know if you read this quote – that this might be, like, the best album he ever wrote. <laughs> yes, I have um, heard something like that, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, come again? Like, what, like, what do you mean? Um, and you know, we got that that teaser, I guess, from from his producer. Like, the storm is coming, like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, and um, and then uh, we we get the letter to you. Uh, um, what's your what's your thoughts on? Um, I, I know that you recently posted a podcast, which is uh, in my queue right now. Yeah. Um, so I haven't gotten your, your thoughts on it. What do you think of the uh, title track? You know, I really liked it. And, and I, if, when you get to the episode, I played some people who were, did not like it. And there were people who um, complained that um, – they didn't feel it was original or worthy of his catalog. Um, you know, and I thought they were, I, I think they were being overly critical. And, um, you know, it's, you, 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 you enjoy an artist's new songs and you, in context, like, um, you know, he's written Born to Run, why would he write it again? He's written Thunder Road. Mm-hmm. Why would he write it again? I liked it. I loved hearing the band. I loved the video of seeing the band. You know, mm-hmm. that they're just, they, they seem to be enjoying each other's company. Um, looks like they're 
and like wanting to be they they look happy with each other and um you know and i said this on the river tour that um they have a feel i believe that they know the time in front of them is less than the time behind them that mm. no one's sick no one is necessarily but the idea there is going to be you know we only have x amount of time we're going mm. to be able to perform together and so i'm going to enjoy every moment of it um and they did they looked like they were having a blast um uh, you know they they look like they're enjoying each other's company. Um, I just loved it. I, I was very happy. Um, I I was very happy as well. I know that um, you know it's it's kind of gotten a a, a bit of a, a mixed reception. Um, yeah. I I felt that um, first of all, how cool that. I think, I, I, and I believe he, uh, this is a direct quote from Bruce. Is the the first time, like no overdubs and everything was recorded in five days, like literally yep. live, right? Yeah. Um, I really felt like it was a real throwback old E Street Band sound with the you know with, yes. with the organ. I, of course, I. You know, rest in peace, rest of soul. It almost felt like there was a, there was that organ solo, which kind of was sounded like an homage to Danny. Sure. Um, and um, I look. I, I don't think it's it's uh, you know uh, going to be in you know his top thirty fifty songs of all time. But um, I was I was. I'm very happy with it. I can't, I, I had that melody. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of stuck in my head a bunch. Um, you know, and I, and I also know that the album, like some of the, uh, uh, the skeptics are a little pissed off about you know, with the three previously unreleased songs. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of, no, I'm not kind of, I mean, I'm in your camp that like, look, I mean, you guys are, you know, uh, quote unquote, like on the back nine of your careers, right? Um, And, you know, know, I, just like I loved on, you know, Wrecking Ball that we finally got a studio version of Land of Hope and Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. which, which I think was a is a really really great studio version of, of a song, um, you know. Like let's uh, let's see what the songs sound like. Um, but to me, it it almost um, gives me hope that we're gonna have even more tracks that really kind of capture that you know uh, raw old school E Street sound. Um, and lastly, what I will say is one of my best live moments ever at a Bruce show was in the, on the Devils and Dust tour. I saw him uh, a few times. One was in Trenton, New Jersey, and it was the first time in you know a kajillion years where he played the song uh, "Song for Orphans," 
And I never heard that song before. Um, and I don't know if you've heard that version. If not, I'm going to send it to you immediately after this podcast episode. Yeah. Um, I thought he, he brought a, he didn't bring Roy on stage, but he brought a piano player on stage with him. Um, and he said something really funny, like, you know, um, uh, you know, I, 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 maybe I played the song once uh, in my whole career, and this goes out to the fans who know me better than I know myself, right? Know my songs and my catalog better than. And I've been playing that song since 2005, like, um, like uh, very, very consistently. And the the fact that that is, I think, a second to last song on, on the upcoming album, I couldn't be more thrilled to hear what that sounds like. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I love is, you know, they, I like the idea because someone said five days, he used to take five months working on one song. What's going on? And <laughs> I went, okay, um, he will be 71 in a few weeks. Um, he, he would have been, you know, this was like, okay, if he wants to do a Broadway show, do a Broadway show. If you want to do an mm-hmm. album like Western Stars, do an album of Western Stars. If you want to get the band together and go, you know what, let's just, let's, it's almost like let's brainstorm, right? Like, like you're in a business meeting. Okay, there are no bad answers. Let's just go. Let's see what we can make in five days. Let's see what kind of beauty mm-hmm. music we can make and what will it sound like? Mm-hmm. How would you not love that? Right? I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, as you know, my other hero is, is, is Billy Joel, as, as I've mentioned yeah. you a bunch of times. And it's like, you know, you know, so let's say he was my first love, and then I was, yeah. you know, seduced by Bruce yeah. later on in my life. Um, but you know, it's like I haven't gotten new music from Billy Joel since 1993. Yes. And to go on, like, you know, God and God love all Bruce fans and all the Backstreeters and um, all yeah. the posters and and everything. But it's like you people are really going to complain that there's a few tracks that. Um, he wrote in the 70s that have never been put on an album before Um, and what uh, you know uh, eight new songs like I mean it's sometimes we gotta just you know put our head on straight and and just appreciate that this man is still giving us new material new songs new things to listen to new things to watch um, him on Broadway, and um, I mean, like I I, uh, I give my right arm to hear like one new Billy Joel song, and I just um, you know the haters are gonna hate, as they say. But um, yeah. let's, uh, let's 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 listen to the album <laughs> before we we make our judgments. But um, hopefully, hopefully, with you know recording everything live, hopefully we kind of get. Um, a little bit of, you know, that, you know, raw garage uh, sound that we got on the river, um, yeah. which uh, I, I think would be wonderful. But um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. It's an, it really an honor to have been on 
for uh, my fifth episode uh, and and again celebrate you and thank you for a wonderful five years and um, you know we need you to keep doing this man you know thank you, thank you Dr. Uh, Scott yeah. I'm gonna try um, thank you for you are a constant cheerleader and a wonderful supporter of the podcast and and I appreciate it a lot listeners I appreciate you um, please take care of yourselves remember to social distance wash your hands wear an effing mask let's all take care of each other um, because that's what we need to do be good to each other but for now thank you take care we'll talk to you soon goodbye Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 